my whole life. So good for the art, that's why I'm so nice. I've been doing this thing my whole life. So good for the art, that's why I'm so nice. I'm so worried about that. What's going on, everybody? My name is Jake, the Mississippi Superman Reeves, and I'm here with my co-host, Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler Dunham, and Tyler, the Possum Copeland. I would like to be addressed as Mr. Festive today. Mr. Festive? Yeah. Oh, good job, nice. buddy. Can I get a rag? Mr. Festive, it's like uh, I'm full of Christmas trees and Whoopsie. Christmas spirit. I mean, Christmas is in three days, and hello, nice. Santa Claus. I hope I'm wearing my buddy, this, buddy the Elf. <laughs> Sweater today. Oh my God, Santa! I know him. You Did know, you I was watching this thing the other day. What? What's y'all's opinion on Santa? Uh, you knocked it all over your other phone too. Oh, oh you only have one. I'm stupid. I only have one. Anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I'm not like you. I ain't Kevin. I ain't Kevin Gates. I only got one phone, dog. Uh, my opinion. Why on you get one of those. Santa Claus. What do you mean, like opinion yeah, on Santa? Yeah, sucks up more, like, dog. Do I believe he's real, or like, do, do I, <laughs> like, do I need to tell kids that he's real? <laughs> Look, I, I've got this weird theory on Santa. Um. I think that we think he's a god. Oh, there's a German folk tale about yeah, Santa he's Claus. A, he's a he, Chris Kringle. He he's just a dude. Just yeah, a dude. but okay. He sees me, you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. He 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 is able to decide who's good and who's bad. Dude, he's a freaking pedophile. What do you mean? What do you mean he's a pedophile? Well, that's because that's only all watches means. kids sleep and awake. I mean, right? But he's still omnipresent and omniscient. No, he's I think just that's because really they're weird. saying he's your dad, like. Because it is your dad at the time. Oh, is that how you're supposed but to your interpret dad it? Doesn't know when you're sleeping and when you're awake. That's facts. It's a little. It feels a little like idolatry to me. It feels oh, a little bit like idolatry. I could you, see that. Could I could you see explain it. that in human? So okay, idolatry is like the idol? worship of an idol. Okay, like a okay. Image or a, well, I you know I picked it up after you said it the third time, but I did not catch it the first time. Idolatry. It feels a little bit like idolatry. He feels like so. You know what it really sounds like? I'm sorry. But it sounds like you're saying, I'm at a dollar tree. That's I'm what it sounds like. Tree. <laughs> we'll go to the dollar tree. I've been Merry drinking Christmas. for a little while already. And so He's I, a little bit at I'm going to go to the dollar tree. I can see that. Bet that. But I'm with it because, you know, I like wordplay. Good job, I, buddy. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm real. Where did he come from? Where did he start at? So originally, I mean, you have the, the legend North of St. Nicholas. Wasn't it like Denmark or something like that? It, well, I mean. You have the legend of St. Nicholas. He's actually the patron saint of sex workers. Really? Um, yep. Really? Of where? Just the, He's the patron of everywhere. He's the patron saint of like prostitution. He was the first pimp in Jesus. He wasn't a pimp. He was he like helped sex workers get out of prostitution. Oh, get them oh, out. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah Anti-pimp. Yeah, yeah. When it said, it makes it sound like, hey, girl, um, why don't you get in this prostitution ring and get yeah, drilled so out I, a little I, bit. I see where you would pick that up, but Pretty he's still a that. saint. So, okay. Um, but really, our modern idea of Santa Claus comes from... Um, in America, it started in the 1850s when The Night Before Christmas was written as a poem. Now through the printed, house? Yeah, it was printed in the, was into uh, newspapers. And then we went Santa Claus crazy in the 1800s and 1900s. And it really became like Santa became synonymous with like American capitalism. I mean, he's like he's like the spokesperson for Coke and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, yeah, okay. not cocaine. I'm just making sure, man. Because you never really know. Yeah, you do never that know. That white beard, you know, that red nose on you Rudolph. Know, you know, that white girl. You never can tell. You know, you keep that white girl, Christina Aguilera. Rudolph. You know? Rudolph, the red nose reindeer. You I get mean, that. why is Rudolph nose so red? Exactly. You know? Why no, is uh, so red? It's uh, not to guide you through your... Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It's not to and guide we, you and through we the really, fog. And we've really became, like, Christmas has turned around and become about Santa. Uh, we've really leaned into this whole, like, Santa thing. Uh, and he's sort of this like all powerful god <laughs> of of Christmas capitalism. Oh, of Christmas. He's a Christmas god. Capital. He's a capitalist. Though. And we tell children children to worship him until so you get presents. I think it's super funny. Be good. Same way that like religion teaches, be good because God won't let you into heaven. Be good because Santa won't bring you presents. Same thing. I seen this video earlier about a a kid writing a letter to Santa Claus. It was like. You know, I was a real good kid this year, and I only asked for two things, and I only got one, and I think that's bullshit. And so Santa writes him back, and he was like, well, you know, both of the things were really expensive, and at least you got one, so you should be happy. Right. So he writes him back, and he was like, well, I'm here to tell you that you have a bunch of elves, elf slaves, <laughs> and blah, 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 and you make the toys, and I think it's bull crap. So he writes them back, and he's like, well, I've gotten contact with your parents, and your parents are going to take the one thing I got you in the first place until you can be grateful. 
And he sends him back, and he's like, dear fatty. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He's like, you know what? You're just a piece of trash. Dear fatty. And I got my what? eyes on you, and if I see you, I will kill you. He's <laughs> like a sound? little kid, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's hilarious. It's like, that's how entitled people feel with Santa yeah. Claus now. That's a fact. That's, that's insane. Fact. I remember growing up hearing stories about like my grandparents and like my grandparents got like an orange for Christmas. Oh yeah. And their stockings. Yeah. That was their whole Christmas. Yeah, they got an orange. Impressive. They got an orange and a little bit of, a little bit of fruit because they, they didn't, Christmas wasn't now that a lot of things we talked about this on last, last episode. I think a lot of things as far as the way kids are raised is setting them up for failure in the real oh, world. Yes. 100%. 100%. You yeah. just put something you want. If you on give a, a kid an orange, and they're stocking now. They're throwing it like a baseball. Oh, they cry. Hit the wall, dude. I remember. Let me tell y'all about a Christmas when I was like, I was like four years old. I've never talked to my parents about this, and I really should. I was really, really young, and I remember one year, I didn't grow up rich. Okay, like I did not. Like my parents have a little bit of money now, but we did not grow up with money. I mean, we grew up as hardworking middle class people, All right? Lower middle class a lot when I was younger, and. I remember one year I got nothing but coloring books. Oh, I'd be mad. And I cried. I cried. I was like, Santa Claus. I mean, I, I, I got some. I got some toys and stuff too, but I didn't get like a one big present. I got a lot of coloring books and like educational stuff. And I remember um, I threw a fit about it. I was crying and stuff. I was like really upset. And uh, I was like, man, I didn't get nothing but coloring books. I, I remember seeing my mom. This is kind of an emotional story for me, and I don't know why. It's I guess because now I'm a parent. But I remember my mom looking at my dad, kind of like like disappointment. Like yeah, like a like, like a, we let him down. I think they just didn't have the money that year, though. Mm. I think they just didn't have it, and I didn't. I thought that Santa was bringing the toys, right? And so I wasn't trying to be mean to my parents, but dude, that Christmas has haunted me every. Like you think you made your parents feel bad? Yeah, of course I did. I I was mad about my Christmas presents. Of course, bro. Knowing your parent, dad, your dad would have looked at you like yeah. if he wanted to and been like, "Look, Jake." Santa Claus is bullshit, and you should be grateful for those coloring books. But he didn't. But he could have. He could have, but he didn't. And, he could have ruined your whole baby life. You I know was, what I'm saying? I wasn't much older than that when I realized <laughs> Christmas that it wasn't a Santa. But um, still, I mean, what if what if he would have just been like, look, okay, we don't have the money, and Santa Claus is I fake. I wish he would have told me that. Really? I wish he would have told me that. Because I look back now, and I have so much regret. about. I was probably four years old, and I remember, I remember it vividly. I remember telling my – and I remember the look my mom gave my dad. <laughs> I remember. I remember the expression. Of course, mom's going to feel bad about it, though. You could tell daddy felt bad, too. Really? Because, I mean, you're, as a man, you're the provider of your house. I know, but that if prov- parent, if providing kids, doesn't mean, like, you got to shower yeah, your kids with your presents. Kid, if your presents. Kid, bro, you're going to tell me right now if your kids came downstairs on Christmas and they were throwing a fit about the presents because you honestly couldn't afford them. You honestly, you got to think. My dad the was. The person on, I am, I probably take the shit away, though. Right, but. It's just the way I raise my kids, though. Like, I don't want them but, to feel entitlement. No, you wouldn't. I've tried to hook. Yeah, I've tried to give my kids nice shit, and you know I have. I know you have. But if they feel entitled about it, I'd rather just soon take it away. But then you got to. They don't. Them. They didn't earn mm-hmm. any of it. No, I they mean, didn't they earn didn't. a mother flipping thing, bro. They didn't. But I'm just, and that's the point that I'm making. Why I feel so bad about it. I've earned everything felt, I've ever given. I felt them. entitled. I felt entitled for presents, mm-hmm. and I looked at my parents, and I didn't get the presents I wanted that year because I believed in Santa, and. I was upset, and I, I, dude, like for me to remember this this vividly, it's got to be hard. Years ago, I, 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 I feel really, really guilty about it, and I bet you my parents don't even remember. Oh, they may. Oh, I don't no. know. Maybe you should ask them. Maybe. But like we'll I, I don't remember games. ever getting. I, I think maybe the reason I feel so strongly about it is I never remember getting anything so significant from Santa Claus that I just absolutely remember like being head over heels. You know what I mean? Well, like, I like. Like a Santa bike. Claus was that. I did get a bike once, but Bruh. like to me, it's just like. I remember that year I got a bike. Oh my god! See, and I knew there wasn't a Santa. I remember one year, another another funny story. Uh, I remember one year my parents had got me a bike for Christmas, and we had to go to church, and my mom had music practice, and she left the bike in the trunk of the car and didn't expect us to look in the trunk. So I, for whatever reason, I looked in the trunk and I found my bike that I was going to get for Christmas, and it looked like it was purple. And I remember going to my mom, and I was like, yeah, mom, you know what I want for Christmas? I want a purple bike. The bike was like actually silver. Mm. <laughs> but in the reflection, looked purple, and I felt so bad about that one, too. I used to feel bad about a lot of stuff, though. Really? I, feel, I have a lot of guilt. Yeah, I, I had a lot of, like... I don't know, man. I, never like, I really wanted my parents to feel like they had done a good job and, and stuff, and I just, as I've gotten older, it got harder. And, like, I, I, a, lot of times, a lot of times what I would do 
is I found the presents beforehand, and then I would see what they had already got me, and then I would tell them that's what I wanted. That's crazy. <laughs> I've always been the quite opposite. I, like, pride myself on, like, surprise. I love being surprised. Really? I told you about the time I peaked at one time, and I, it, it screwed me over. Like, nearly nothing, I am still surprised. Here? Yeah. Back in there, when I, when I peaked in it, and I thought I got that windbreaker windsuit yeah. that I was going to get. Oh, I remember that story. Tell, <laughs> it again. Tell it again, Tell man. It. I guarantee these people yeah. watching right now have not seen or so, um, have not heard that. I don't even remember how old I was. I was probably, let me see, I was probably 9, 10. And uh, I was playing sports, so I was just getting into sports teams. And, and I thought I was a Texas A&M Aggies fan. And uh, their their colors are maroon and, and white. So what made you switch teams to Longhorns? I don't really know. I just, um, I don't really know what made me switch. Wow. Garbage. The further I got into sports, I, I don't know. I just you realized you wasn't an A and M fan. After yeah, I don't know why. You're dumb, bro. Anyway, so um, the one time that I peaked, man, there was I could tell it, it was wrapped and it wasn't in a box, and I could tell it was an article of clothing. And I'd asked for this A and M windbreaker suit because windbreakers were man, they were their high, you know, they, they were, were, back they were then, styling yeah. back then, dude. Yeah, facts. I poked a hole in the bottom side of it, and it was maroon. And I was like, oh, I got it. I'm finna, I'm finna go to school when we go back, and I'm be flossing. Man, Christmas Day comes, and it's a Washington Redskins jacket. <laughs> and I live in the state of a Texas. A starter jacket? No, I wasn't even a starter. I, a starter I live jacket. in the state of Texas. Why do I need a Washington Redskins jacket? Oh, no. Were you weren't a Redskins fan? No, I didn't even know who the Redskins were until after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. I was so disappointed. Oh, that's rough. I mean, if you look back at 2022, <laughs> oh, that's, that's so racist even. I mean, come on, man. What you yeah, buying that shit What are they now? For? What are they now? The Commanders. The Commanders. I was disappointed you know that time. Let me get on this for a minute. Man, I was disappointed. Right, let me just say, as I get on this, I am a white male. I'm a white male. I don't know what offends people, okay? Because I'm not. I'm, I'm a white male that's very hard to offend. Yeah, I don't too. get offended. I don't understand it. It's really hard for me to get offended. Maybe because I'm not a minority. I don't know. I thought Redskins was I a tight, cool name. I thought that like, was dope. I feel like right. as we move forward and in this wokeness, it feels like what we're really trying to do is mash any tale of minorities from history yeah because we've got rid of Aunt Jemima we got rid of Uncle Ben we got rid of the Red Washington Redskins and all in the sake of wokeness and oh you ain't even done bro no, the Cleveland land of lakes Indians? lady on the Cleveland butter What'd you say? the land of lakes lady on the uh, butter bag got rid of her like I understand that horrible things happen to Native Americans and black people in this country but if we erase any any trace of them from our history doesn't that seem a little more racist? Yeah, because you're saying more, they don't exist. Yeah, that, that seems more like... To me, yeah. Like, we idolized Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. Like, we idolized yeah. these people. And it happened in history. And to me, erasing them from history feels super racist to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels super racist. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there were a bunch of black people offended by Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. I to don't me, know. It's like To me, it's like striking Barry Bonds from the Home Run Record book. It's like that. Put the man in there, dude. We you talked know, about. I mean, it we ain't talked racist, about PEDs but it's steroid and related, but it's like yeah, we it, talked it about still happened. It still happened. Yeah, Uncle Ben was still a, a hell of a pancake. And Jemima Uncle Ben was not pancake. Whatever the hell. I mean, and Jemima was pancake syrup. And Jemima was pancake. My fault. Yeah. You know what I mean. The rice guy in the pancake. I got you. You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> those are some hell of some Cajun food and some. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I don't even understand what was racist about them. I don't either. Now maybe maybe. We can get somebody on here that that does understand it a little bit better that could explain it to us. I don't know. I haven't met anybody yet that can explain it to me. And here's the other thing: you know, the only people that I have ever found that were offended by white people, white people for sure, it's all for sure, white people. I've never met a black person that was offended by Uncle Ben. Never once. I live in we live in Columbus, Mississippi, which in Columbus, Mississippi, there's more black people than white people. You can look that up. Okay, maybe not in the county, but in the city of Columbus, there's more black people than white people, and it's it's a very and I've never met a black person. Are you looking that up? Never met see? a black person. I've never met a black person that was offended by oh, Uncle Ben or Angel okay. Ever. You know what's and it's weird about that too is when people got offended by a lot of those, they didn't do the research. Like for Angel Mama, for instance, she was a good lady that was a. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna mess it up, but the because background. she was black, they like, yeah. they struck her from the history book. Right, but she That's was like how it feels to me. Yeah. It feels like we're just finding black people. Go ahead and look it up. You just look up Columbus, Mississippi on Wikipedia. It'll tell you what the yeah. what the racial like breakdown is. Type in uh, demographic. It's about sixty forty in the city, I believe. Sixty forty. Sixty forty in the wow. city. So yeah. We the minority in the city. Yeah, okay, go to that demographic. Yeah. Demographic. Go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So we are thirty percent white, sixty three percent black. 
Oh, uh, 0.2 Native American. Hello. 1% Asian. Land of Lakes Butter Lady. Hello. 2.2% other. There's so many more Asians than Native Americans. 60-30 black to white. 63% black. Now, that's that's in the city, though. So that doesn't count New Hope. That doesn't count Caledonia. That doesn't count the county. That's just the city of Columbus. But the thing is, is I've just never met anybody that was actually offended by it. Right. We're living in this woke culture of... There's never anybody who's offended by it except for white people. White, educated, women. white women yeah. have taken over the woke movement. It is a bunch of blue-haired, college-educated with feminine dance theory degrees that have conquered... They have conquered the woke movement. The woke movement has, has been conquered by white women the way that the landmass of North America was conquered by white men. Like, if you think that what we did in this country was racist, then what white women are doing to the woke movement is twice as racist because it's happening right now. Yep. And then, like, like, once media gets a hold of it, they throw it at you like birdshot. So, I mean, they just pelt you with it. Yeah. And so that you see it just so much I'm more. just done with all this bullshit. I'm so done with it. I'm sorry. Like, I know that, I know that, like, some horrible things have happened in this country. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it didn't. I'm not, I'm not sitting here acting like people's feelings don't matter. But at the end of the day, getting rid of Angel Mama and Uncle Ben. No. Watching the Redskins or whatever. Like, and if you're offended, hey, bro, like, I'm sorry. It's amazing how racism is taught, though. You know, it's taught by your mom. It's taught by your dad. It's taught by your grandma. It's nothing you're born with ever. I disagree with that. You're born with it? I think so. Born with it. I think people are born to... To, to trust and like things that look like them. But if you're born in society of African-American, oh, white-American, yeah, yeah. you're raised you know around saying? a lot of people. You're yeah. not going to be racist, and yeah, it's just but, crazy to but think that's that... that's not normal. you got to understand that that's not normal. It should be. It, I mean, but it's not the way the world works. What do you like, mean? People look a certain way because they live a certain place. Yeah, but no one lives anywhere anymore. No, people still live places. No one lives anywhere in particular anymore. United no, States is built on, like, the backs of... Of, of diversity people from not uh, here no one was uh, from here. nobody's from here i, I agree with so that. i don't see how american people can be racist but, it's insane to me like of course they can like okay so i know all the irish are in a community if you live in a community full of a certain type of people you're going to like and trust that group of people more than the other people that's just the way humans are like mm-hmm. we don't like things that don't look like us if you think about like black a people neighborhood. are from africa and white people are from from cold mountainous areas and asian people are from you know from the east and and everybody was was raised and born and bred in different areas all right but how many times have your kids your small baby kids ever walked up to another kid and been like damn you're black as shit bro I've or had you're my, white as hell I've or seen your clothes are ugly shit. i only see kids talk ugly about grown-ups mostly Small kids. I, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that people are are innately bad. Really and good. Yeah. I think I, I think that I think that good and small bad. children to me are just like like they're I think dumb. you have to teach people to not be racist. You think so? I do. Yeah. I don't like, think racism I, is taught because you know I think it is taught to a degree. Racism that, was taught to me, and it is exactly racism. the opposite for me. I think I, it's insane. Well, it was, but it wasn't. You were also brought up in a world where the media told you not to be racist, so it's really impossible mm-hmm. for you to what tell. What world was that? The world we grew, all grew up in. Man, I ain't never had nobody tell me not the to be racist. The media was telling us all to not be racist. Did you watch Saturday morning cartoons? Did you watch? Uh, like what, though? Like everything. You're telling me that you never had propaganda not telling you to stop being racist. Nah, I don't recognize it if it I did. Bro, bro you, I, as a human, we are only programmed computers of worldview by the world around us. To think that we're much else is kind of silly, in my opinion. I just, I'm going to tell you, until the time I was probably... Nine years old, I had no idea that there was racism in the world, period. I can't say that. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't No, say the that. first time, I just, no, I can't do it. I think it. so, too, because I, I can't like, do it. I, mean, I, I can't tell you on here because that's so jacked up, but I'll tell you after this where I discovered racism. Why don't you tell them on here? Because I don't want I, I to put the person out there who. Don't put them on blast. Just tell the story without using their name. Because they're my family. I can't do that. All right, well, my second cousin, <laughs> third removed. <laughs> was at my house, and I had my friend from school over. And when I left, he's like, man, you got in juice everywhere. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. What is it? Exactly. You're just being a dick. He said the N-word. I was like, you got N-word juice everywhere. And I was just like. What is N-word juice? 
I don't know. Oh, you don't know? No, that's racist as shit. It's but mean. You, you didn't know what he didn't tell you what he was talking about. He was being a jerk. He was just saying you got black people juice all over all over the house. No, he was just being super mean to me because I had my black friend over. He come over in my house. We played. We went outside. We played basketball. When it was time for him to go home, he left. And my brother was there the whole time. He was like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, what do you mean? Your second cousin twice removed. Second cousin twice removed. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. See, I had a cousin one time. I remember uh, I put some music on for him. I I had a rap CD. It was a Christian rap CD, actually. And I was like, hey, bro, check this out. And I put it on the CD player. And he was like, man, turn that N-word shit off. Right, but like, you didn't I ain't know. Trying to listen to that. I was like, what? Like, you don't like this? I was like, this is dope. And he was like, man, I don't listen to that N-word, S-H-I-T. Bullshit, And though. I was like, for real? And you know what's crazy? Let me see how impressionable kids can be. I quit listening to it for a little while. Really? I did. For a little bit, yeah. I absolutely did not quit hanging out. And now, but then I got older, and I was like, nah, this is what I like, though. Like, I, like he was into metal. Like, he wanted me to listen to metal. And I looked up to him a lot. And that he one. was, he was. That one. Yeah, that one. You know, he had, he had swastika tattoos and. Damn. Like, white power tattoos and all that shit. Yeah. And I remember I got a little bit older and I got into my, like, early teen years. And I kept listening to it, just kind of not around him. So I didn't listen to it for, like, a little bit. But then I was like, man, I like it. I'm just going to keep listening to it. And I grew up in a town, like, we had, I remember there was a cross burning a mile from my house. I had Ku Klux Klan uh, activity in my around my house. I never witnessed that, it in real life. I, I saw the cross. I've, I've never. Oh, you've never it. witnessed. Yeah, it. I okay, either. I have. I, I have. haven't either. No. There was a church about a mile from my house. It was a it was a Ku Klux Klan church. They had a they had a Confederate flag across the po- the uh, podium. The preacher talked spoke behind, and then on the weekends, every once in a while, they'd have cross burnings, and so they'd go out there and set up a cross. What does that even do though? What no, does that they mean? didn't do anything. They didn't go after black people. No, no, no. What does cross burning mean? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I just know that they used to do it in like uh, black people's yards or white people that stood up for civil rights. They would burn crosses in their yard as like an intimidation factor. I just don't understand what burning because a, a lot cross. of people were taught too that uh, God did not want. I remember. All right, so I'll tell you this story, and I'm I've had a few drinks, so I don't even mind th- putting some people on blast here. I grew up in a small uh, Assembly of God church in North Alabama, and and, and several of them. And I remember one of the most imp- significant, and this really honestly. I had a long time getting back to Christianity after these incidences. But I remember I was in a small church in North Alabama. No, not a lot of black people lived in that area. The first incidence I had was I remember I was in Sunday school, and there was a girl in here who had a crush on a black guy. And she was like, hey, my grandmother keeps telling me that it's a sin to date a black guy. Um, but I can't find it in the Bible anywhere. Can y'all help me? And I spoke out of turn. I was like, it is absolutely not a yeah, sin. You ain't going to find it in there. It's not I was a like, sin. As a matter of fact, if you read the story of Moses, <clears throat> the story of Moses tells about how Aaron and Moses' brother and sister, Aaron, I don't remember his sister's name, were cursed by God because Moses married a woman from who we believe was black, who looked different than them, from south of Egypt. Okay, And then when Aaron and his wife spoke out against it, God cursed them because you know, God had sanctified that union between him and his wife, who was allegedly a black woman. Um, and that's the, that was the topic that I brought up. So the Sunday school teacher who didn't know her Bible didn't have anything to say, so she went and got he, her husband. He cursed him because they spoke out against the union between? Between Moses and his wife, okay. who, was a, who was probably yeah, a okay. black woman. And who knows, maybe Moses is black, I don't know. Uh, a lot of black people think that, you know, a lot of early, I don't know. He was at um, least Middle Eastern, huh? He was, he was probably a dark-complected. He was definitely not white. Right. So... Um, after that, she went and got her husband, who was an usher, and they brought him in. And his answer to it was, I shit you not, I don't know where it says it, but it's in there somewhere, and it is a sin for a white person to date a black person. No way. It's not in there. So they went and got the pastor of the church, because I was like, that's not true. I'm probably 10 years old. I was like, that's not true. Because my parents didn't raise me that way. I was like, that's not true. My parents raised me according to what the Bible said, not according to what everybody in that area wanted me to think. They, They raised me, this is what the Bible says. So the pastor comes in, and he kind of goes on this big, long rigmarole, kind of going back and forth, da, 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 but at the end of it says, yes, it's a sin. Um, a I, sin. And so I get in trouble because I'm like, hey, pastor, you're going to have to show me some chapters and verses here, dog. Like, I'm not going to sit here and take what you're saying. you got to show me chapter and verse in the Bible. If you don't want me to believe it, you got to show me chapter and verse in the Bible where it says it. You can't do it. Then there was another girl, same church, 
who was he saw at a basketball game sitting next to a black guy. Okay, Sunday morning church come, runs around. This guy's he's still pastoring, and I've you know here I'm not. I, I understand he was raised that way. I'm just telling y'all what happened and my percep- perception of it. Okay, we go to church Sunday morning. He cancels his original sermon. And he does a sermon on how if you're going to go to that church, if you're going to be involved in that church, you will not be white and date a black person. And he gets a standing ovation from the audience. What? Are you yeah. serious? I swear to God. He gets a standing ovation from the Man. audience. He he tell, he goes on this, and I knew the girl he was talking about too. He says, I went to the basketball game at Sullivan the other night, and they was, in there sit, they was in there sitting next to each other, yada, yada, yada. And I was like. So when did it become a sin to sit next to each other anyway? Because they were dating. And and so how did he know? He just assumed. And so, who cares? You know, that's not even the point. You know, like that's I'm, stupid. So I'm sitting there, and I remember all the, the the older people. What they all stood up and they're clapping, and they're that's right, yada yada. And I'm just looking around, and that was where my that was. Uh, and I remember my parents were not behind it. My parents were kind of like, like what? Start questioning what the like, hell? Hold up now. Doing. And we moved not long after that. We yeah. moved, we moved out of there. Um, that's always been something I never understood was like how you, how those people back then and it's probably still now hidden, but could call a church, a, a KKK church, like, or like, because a, how, how are you, you're not reading the same Bible that we're reading. Cause you can't have a church that stands for that and still be called a church. I think a lot of people, if you want to <laughs> believe something, you find a way you can get in the Bible and to you can find a way to reinterpret things yeah. to whatever you want to believe. That's the problem with a lot of. I believe, honestly, that was one of the reasons that Jesus came to earth. That's one of the reasons I believe that, like, if you look at the teachings and, like, the like the, the the rejection of legalism, the rejection of hate, the rejection of, you know, one of the big things that Jesus was about when he was on earth was, uh, you know, Sumerians of that time were looked down upon by the, they were the, they were the minority to the Jewish community of that time. And you look in, Jesus was very, he talked, told the story about the Samaritan who was Samaritan, not Sumerian. So several thousand year difference there. Um, in history, but the Samaritan who was on the road and he got hurt, and the the Jewish l- religious leaders wouldn't stop. Or no, the guy man that was hurting the Samaritan, Samaritan mm-hmm, stopped. stopped for him, yeah. The good Samaritan, right? And what was so significant about that was Jesus was like, guys, just because someone's different than you, just because they're not Jewish or whatever, doesn't make them bad. Mm-hmm. Like you should love everybody. And that was like that was one of the things that made Jesus so controversial of his time was Jewish people were super, 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 super racist. Everybody mm-hmm. in all through all history up until recently. Were super, 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 super racist, which is why I don't think it was it's taught. I think that I think that you're born not liking people like you, and I think you have to teach people, hey, just because somebody doesn't look like you, or just because somebody doesn't think just like you, doesn't make them evil, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something you have to teach your kids. I think that yeah. you have to kind of teach, like, hey, unless they grow up around you. What you mean? Unless you grow up beside them, and then you're not going to know any better. But you, I think, I think it still takes a. I think you can teach your kids. To even if you grow up around black people or around white people or around, and I think one thing that you're also seeing is like in today's world where racism against white people is becoming that's more, more of a thing than anything. I'm just saying, like, if a white kid and a black kid but live next door to each really other and they proven, play their whole life, they don't know any damn difference. What it's really, I agree with that, but what it's really proving is that like it's not, it's not selective to one race. No, absolutely it's not. not selective I, to you one know, I've taken a little white racism. I've taken a little white racism from a little like nine year old kid at one time. What you mean? When I I don't know, I was probably eighteen years old and I was at my black friend's house smoking weed and watching rap beefs. And he had a, a nephew or a cousin one and this little cousin looked at me, sitting on the couch, and he was like, I'm gonna kill all you white motherfuckers one day. Oh my. And I looked at my friend, I was like, What? Is he serious? He was like, blah blah blah. What'd you say? He said, I said, I'm going to kill all you white motherfuckers one day. He's like, man, that ain't right. That ain't right. I said, I don't know who's been teaching you that, but that shit ain't right. And that's all I said. I was like, you do what you want to do. Right. He said, if you feel like you need to kill me in 10 years, I said, you go and there, and there's be right of, ahead. There's but, a lot of people believe that. But hey, it I is what it is. Like, like, that. like, that kind of tripped me out. Why Hebrew, black Hebrew Israelites believe in the enslavement. And the I didn't meet one of them until we met old buddy that was training with us. Yeah. I didn't even know that that's existed. The first one that I met, too. I never knew that existed until we talked about that that day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hate, hate is a is a ingrained port part of of humanity. I think people that say that hate is not part of humanity, I don't think you're really studying humanity. Evil is part of humanity. Hate is part of humanity. We are innately evil and hateful 
beings who are also we're capable of hate and evil. We're also capable of love and good. And I think that part of what we're doing on this planet is learning how to embrace the love and good side and reject the hate side. And that's true. I don't care what your skin color is. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what anything is. I think one of the thing, most important things on this planet is number one. I think that before you die, you should have up, you should be trying to upgrade your level of consciousness. You should be upgrading like your thought patterns, your the way that you think. You should be upgrading to become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be in every facet. Okay, and then secondly, I think that you know the conscious mind outgrowing the the unconscious, more hate filled part of your life. I think that or your your consciousness. I think that a lot of times. It's like, you know, if you're talking about racism, like everybody's racist sometimes. And what I mean is like somebody of a different skin color cuts you off in traffic. In that moment, you might be a little bit racist, you know, and then you have to catch yourself and like, okay, hold on. Like that, like I've been robbed. I've been shot at whatever by, by people of different races. And then you like, you, you can't, you can't, you can't paint with that broad of a brush. You have to teach treat everybody on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. And that's really where racism comes from. And that's where racism, modern racism comes from. Because old racism was just like, oh, white people are better. And now new racism is like, oh, white people are evil because they thought they were better. And you still have to unlearn that level of racism. So you, there's a lot of different, like learning to deal with individuals on an individual basis and just love everybody until they give you a reason to not trust them. And then you should still love them, in my opinion. All right. I got to pee. Can y'all keep this running? Kind of like the, what that guy said about racism, about being hungry. You know, right, she, right cheeseburger cuts you off in traffic. You wasn't hungry, but shit, now I'm a little bit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? A little bit hungry right now. You ever wonder, like, if if, if 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 racism wasn't always, like, kept being pumped up like a bicycle tire, you know, that it would just vanish? Like people talking about it? I don't know, man, because like he's saying, if if you don't know the people are exist. Mm-hmm. And then you run into them. I can see that, but but growing up, my thing was growing up around everybody. It's like I didn't grow up in a private school. I didn't grow. I grew up public. Well, like, I mean, I grew like, up in the state of Texas, so I grew up around. From the moment I was opening my eyes, it was always multiple skin colors. Very much, very much. It was well, we had yeah. black, white, and maybe some Mexicans. And then, like to me, black, white, and Mexican have always been the same people. Yeah. I can make fun of a black person as much as I can make fun of a white person or a Mexican person. It's all the same to me, and it never made any any difference because we all grew up together, mm-hmm. right? Like, I understand, like, somebody like Jake who grew up in a field with a bunch of chickens and some cows, like, he understands <laughs> arguing with chickens and cows. Like, I've always argued with black people and Mexican people and white people. It's like, it's okay to me, but some people don't see the same thing that I see, mm-hmm. you know, because some people were taught that that shit's not right. right. And it is right if that's what you were around, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it's right regardless. We're all just people. We all right. bleed the same color. If we don't agree, we don't agree. If we disagree, it's fine. I will cuss you out no matter what color you are, and I don't mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? I believe like, that's true like, non-racism. I don't really. have to be – you don't have to be black to get cussed out. You don't have to – whatever. It don't matter white to me. Out. Right, it don't yeah. fucking matter. Like, if you're wrong and I feel like I'm right, I'm going at you. Yeah, because if you cut me off in traffic, I'm, uh, traffic, I'm, I'm eating that cheeseburger. Like, yeah, Tyler, 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 really, you mother- I've really learned to let shit go about in traffic. I ain't gonna lie, that's been one of the best man. places where I have really, I have really upgraded as a person. Because I remember the other day, man, some somebody, people's true colors come out in traffic. Yeah, dude. I, I have really upgraded as a person. I had, I've had, I've been cut off and stuff, and I'll start to get mad, and I really sit down and think about it. I was like, all right, what is this? How, how is me getting mad actually gonna like affect me versus them? And how many people do you know that get cut off in traffic and it just ruins their whole day? You ever just get cut off I, and I, instead I, of talking about the person, you'd be like, you black dodge, you piece of shit. You blue motherfucking Honda, I hate you. I don't Instead really. of getting mad at the people. I don't really. I don't really. Well, you just, don't know the people. Nah. You just know the car. So you're another car. The car's what made you mad anyway. So yeah. like, do you find it? Do y'all find it funny when you when you cut somebody over inadvertently and then you look over and somebody's flipping you off or something? You're like, uh, what's going on? You kind of do because it's like, <laughs> is it? Poetic justice, though. You're so like, like, why is my buddy mm, flipping me off? This 87 year old grandmother. You did this to me last week. And now, I got you know what's funny is as I have upgraded as a person and become less angry about people doing stupid shit in traffic. When I do stupid shit in traffic, it doesn't get to me as much when people get mad at me. Really? Because now, all right. So if somebody does something stupid in traffic, I just am like, bro, if you are that angry about me doing something that minor, clearly you got some other shit going on. Oh yeah, and. Now, Always. when people do get angry at me, I'm just kind of like, like, 
I just laugh about it, honestly. Like, I've, I've been flipped off, and people get angry at me, and I'm just kind of like, I'll just laugh. I'm just kind of like. The thing is, like, I feel like if I know I've done something, like, to piss you off, like, I'll be like, oh, my bad. You know, like, I don't do it intentionally. Sorry, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't ever do it intentionally. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah, I, I kind of I find that funny when somebody still gets mad. You ever just poke your head out the window and be like, I'm an MMA fighter, and I'll kick your ass. Never. 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 I, what? I, I thought you that. did that all the time. If I had that power, <laughs> if I had that power, I'd do that. Never. Like, I, I don't. Dude, you better last, have a gun, because if not, I'm gonna rip your throat no, out. The last pants. thing I want to do is get in a fight over some traffic. <laughs> oh man, I just don't care, dude. Like, traffic is so wild. Why like, in the world would I spend time and energy out of my life to be angry at somebody? Because anger is energy. When you get angry yeah. at somebody in, in traffic or whatever, that's energy, bro. Like, why in yeah. the world? Like, I, I meet people. Like, me and Joe talk about this all the time. Like, we will be on the way to go eat, and somebody will be driving slow. He's like, speed up. Why are you driving so slow? This was before he got on medicine. <laughs> he I'm got like, a lead foot, dude. I'll look at him like, bro. He's doing a speed me. limit. <laughs> why do you care? We're not in a hurry. We don't have anywhere to be. Like, why do yeah. you care? Well, they just need to speed up. Why? Yeah, we're just hanging out, bro. We're just hanging out, bro. Yeah. Calm down. Bring well, it down a notch. I'm definitely that way. When I have nowhere to be and nothing to do, I'm super chill. And then when I if I oh, got I Sunday, to be, I, I Sunday drive like a mug when I ain't got nowhere to do. You do. You oh, know what's dude. funny though? I always catch myself like if I'm running late and it's my fault and I run up on some car and I go, "You're why are y'all driving?" And I just shut up and like the speed limit. That's what I do too. I'll yep. catch myself. I'll start yep. to get mad and then I catch myself and I breathe. <sighs> why am I angry? And I ask myself, "Why am I angry?" They're driving the speed and limit. a lot of times, if you really think about why you're angry, you're not angry that they're driving the speed limit. You're angry you woke up too late. You yeah, woke up sure. late. Yeah. You messed up. And you're you didn't the leave entire on time. time. You didn't do what you were supposed yep. to do. You didn't do what you knew was going to get you there on time. You didn't wake up on time. You didn't hurry up and get ready. You didn't leave the you house on time. Bed on Whatever time. the case may be, it's not their fault. It's your fault. Yep. Take some freaking responsibility because a little initiative too, it'll get you a long way. Absolutely, man. I'm you know? always griping at myself in the mornings. I'm just like, can think you think about think about how many negative emotions as humans we experience on a day to day basis that does not in any way affect our life. True, like we have so many ne- like. All right, so your experience on this earth is not what's going on around you. It's the way that you perceive it. It's like your it's your experiences and your emotions around those experiences. Yeah. That's what life is. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of people. You have two people live identical lives. One's happy and one's not. Why? Because of their perception of the experience. Yeah, they see it differently. So yeah. the more that you can relate positively to your experiences, the better your life will be. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for you to sit around and get angry about somebody who cuts you off in traffic or somebody who didn't treat you right, that's one of the reasons why I have the worldview I talk, I've talked about several times of, like, I don't expect people to treat me right. Because if I don't expect people to treat me right, there's no reason to be angry. If I don't expect people to... to reciprocate the good that I put into their life, I'll never be angry. Say that five times fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. But well, the more you expect people to reciprocate, the more chances you're giving yourself to be disappointed. The same way that you expect people to, you know, step up and, and not make you angry with the way that they drive. Like, that's kind of a ridiculous thing to assume, that people are going to wake up and drive the way that you want them to. And, yeah, like and everybody's and, late. It's like we're on the freaking Autobahn everywhere we go. Yeah. It'd be insane. It, I mean, there'd be so many car wrecks and deaths, it wouldn't even make sense. Oh, so. yeah. What's like that I'm, old saying? Have you ever heard the expectations or premeditated resentments? Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's true. I've never heard that, Man, but that's, that's true. That's deep, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's true. My wife told me that one time and I, several years back. That's, I mean, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's heavy. Because if you, it's like you say. It's like you just saying. If you're expecting something out of somebody and it doesn't happen. Bro, I'd say the, the, hardest, the, hardest, the hardest pains that I've dealt with in life, the most – significant burdens that I've carried have come from me putting expectations on people that they didn't live up to. And especially as a person who nobody's going to be able to live up to my expectations. My expectations are so high. What are yours of me? Do you have any? I don't. I think my expectations of you at this point in our life are pretty, pretty accurate. They're good. I think they're pretty normal. So I made it. I mean, you're, (laughs) I think I made it. Like my 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 level of consciousness has improved to a point that I know. Oh God, that ain't good. Like I just I know I know who you are. I know what you're going. I know what you're bringing to the table. I know I know who you are, and I know I'm consistent. But I don't really have an expectation of you. Mm. Like I don't really have it. Like I try not to have expectations of people at all. Like expectations are just like he said. They're they're premeditated. What was it? Premeditated resentments. resentments. Yeah. Because if they don't f- fulfill that expectation, and nobody is broke, yeah. Nobody is no like. Like, you expect people to give you 
as much as you're giving them. And if you're a giving person to expect that is ridiculous. But I believe that giving is so important. And I believe that giving is one of the things that brings happiness and abundance. Mm -hmm. And so what, what you look at what me like? that noise? It's the bar next door. Um, Going off like that? Yeah, that's what they do. Jamming, okay. Yeah, I'm jamming. Just I don't sure. think they can hear it on the podcast. Though. I think it does bring happiness, but also, like you were saying, it takes energy to be angry. Like you, I know y'all have heard this saying too, and I'm, I don't know if it's true or not. I've never looked it up, but about the frowning versus smiling yeah. and the amount of muscles it takes. Right. You know, it's like you're saying it's I energy. That is true. Really? Yeah, that's, the, that's the sign. Yeah, it takes like you such a relaxed feeling to just not do anything. There's a difference frowning and not smiling. Well, the amount this of, is not frowning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you feel right. how hard it is for you to. Yeah, you. Got, I don't know. I, I learned at a, at a young age that I learned how to change my frown where I'm not like, but this used to be my face. I used to poke my lips out. Face. And, and I learned that, like, I now I just do my eyebrows instead of my whole mouth and everything. That way nobody could tell if I was mad or not. But now that's my mad face. <laughs> Everybody's always like, man, you're so pissed all the time. And I'm just like. You know another thing? Super focused. A, I, don't, I can't tell you the scientific reason behind this exactly. I've heard it, and I can't. I can't repeat it on the podcast immediately. Um, but there is a there is a system in your body. I've seen people do this where, like, if you'll make yourself <laughs> smile and make yourself kind of like jump up and down, like it's impossible to be unhappy. Really? Yeah. Like if you like you sit there and try to be unhappy, and you're like. And you try to be unhappy while you do that. Like, try it right now. Put your hands Pop. over your head and kind of like, like pump your fist and, like, <laughs> and smile real big. Like, all right, no, right. Are you right. unhappy while you no. do that? Try to be unhappy. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. I'm gonna just so do like this forever now. Act, That's me for now. Your physiology has such an effect on your mood. Kind of just change. It's like you're doing sounds like calisthenics like to, or something. Like you're trying so, to jerk off two dudes I, on your face. I was doing that. That's what makes me happy. <laughs> Don't judge me. Jake, okay, that's pretty <laughs> rude. Makes me look thick, boy. I'm looking thick as hell. I mean, it is a thick sweater. You know what I'm saying? It's probably like twelve sheeps to make that thing. I like bro. it. Where'd you get it at? Walmart. Nice. No, you didn't. I think so. Yeah. You know what's so sad? Hey, you've been ordered... hitting the lick at Walmart lately yeah, with that best dude in the, the shirt before. Yeah. I ordered such a dope uh, Christmas sweater. This is a Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Oh yeah. And I was gonna oh, wear it today, and I ordered it. Well, I didn't order. It. I sent it to Taylor to order. She ordered me a extra large. Call my extra large man, and she ordered at home extra large and European. <laughs> so what size is that? Which is a large and a large and human American. But you're festive today with your. I am. I am. I, I think I'm the only one I out of sorts. Like this shirt right here kind of is more of my style anyway because it goes with my chain and my hat that's backwards. You know what I mean? Chain and backwards. Hat. It makes me feel like I did the young Jeezy version of a Christmas shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm with it. I'm all over it. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, I think I, I've I've come to this like this point in my life where, and it's it's a balance you got to take as a man where like I'm just trying to be really just happy. Yeah, but at the same time, like just whatever you know, like like I'm not gonna be affected by things. The older you get, mm. you want to be happy, dude. Yeah, well, you know, being what, angry though? sucks. You know what though? Here's here's what I'll say. I think that the pursuit of happiness is silly. Stop pursuing it. Just, just be, be it. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't pursue happiness because as long as you're pursuing happiness, you believe that happiness is something that exists You'll never be yourself. happy. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, just be. Yeah. You just yeah. be. I just like be that. as a person. You don't have to be anything. Just be. You don't have to, like, the pursuit of happiness assumes that happiness is something I have to strive for. Yeah. Happiness is something that's already in me. Yeah, I can yeah. be happy at home. I can be happy here. I can be happy anywhere I want to. Just be. You just be. You just exist. To assume that you have to assign an emotion to existence is kind of silly. Mm -hmm. So as you pursue happiness or you pursue whatever, just be. It's like you're chasing it, though. Yeah, don't Pursuing chase happiness, you're literally chasing it. And when you chase something, what does it do? It runs from you. It runs from you. Exactly. Always. When you pursue something, when you chase something. I, it's it insane to think about, though. If you think about pursuing happiness, it's something you can never obtain because you will never catch it. Because you don't believe it exists in no. you. No. It's funny no. you say that because uh, I saw y'all watch that movie. I mean, the show Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the time. My buddy said that. He said that about solace. He said the pursuit of solace. He said you'll never find it. No, if you don't have it, right. you'll never find it. You got to learn to find it within you. Yeah, yep. it's peace like, in your like, soul. Yeah, you got to right? learn to find it within you. And I think that's a heavy, that's a heavy thing as a person, as a human. You have to learn is everything that I need is in me. Yeah, absolutely. Everything I need is yep. in me, and I've got to find it in me. And then I can go out and get the other things I want in the world. See, I want to be successful. Mm -hmm. I want to have a lot of money. 
I want to be able to like I want to be able to truly manipulate my day. Well, your money won't be your happiness. Your money's happiness not going to be your happiness. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Bro, the most miserable I've ever been was when I had the most money. Well, I'm just really? saying, like people say that money is the root of all evil. I don't really I don't necessarily believe that. Believe I believe that. The, ru- the love of money. When can you be fall the in love, love. but but yeah. I also think that the, your your happiness doesn't have to do anything with your money or your situation. When I it's I, your withinness. I'll tell you all the truth, man. I'm gonna tell you all the truth. Uh, I remember probably the height of success for me. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but the height of success for me, I was probably, I was so unhappy. I was so unhappy, but not because I didn't have money. See, right now I'm unhappy because I don't have money. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not unhappy, though. But like, that double-edged sword, huh? Yeah, yeah. But when I got it. I gotta go. You gotta go? Not forever. I'll be back. Oh, you gotta go pee? <laughs> when I got it is when I realized, like, okay, the pursuit of it isn't getting me anywhere. And I got it, and I, man, I'll be honest, it's probably one of the most unhappy times of my life. And it led to me having less of it because I got it. And I always thought when I got to this point that I was going to be happy, I was like, when I get here, when I have this amount of income and I'm this comfortable and I can go where I want to go and do what I want to do, yada, 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 I'm going to be happy. And then I got there and I didn't find it. Mm. And I was like, this isn't what I expected. And it led to the most depressive (laughs) state for me because what I found about myself was I'm happiest when I pursue things. I'm happiest when I'm uncovering new things, when I'm, when I'm pursuing new ventures, when mm-hmm. I'm making moves, when I'm and when I get to the top, if I don't feel like I have anywhere to go, I get really unhappy. I was also unhappy because I wasn't living my life according to the standards that I knew I should be living my life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't living a moral life. I wasn't like I wasn't being the father and husband that I felt like I should be. And I'd made all these sacrifices and I came to work and I was just like, like, what am I even doing here? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of this? Like, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? And I couldn't answer that question. And as I sat there and I pondered, like, what is the purpose of this? I'll be honest with you, man. This, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth mm. because I just I didn't have a reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a reason to be here. And I sat there and I pondered. I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but I pondered, you know, like, what is my reason? What, why do I exist? And this was pre-podcast, but it was the saddest I'd ever been. Right. I sat there with money in the bank. I had... You know, and you had with stack and cheese. I, was, I mean, I wasn't not like some of these other guys are, but <clears throat> but I didn't feel like I was doing it for a reason. Yeah. I was I was stacking cheese, but I felt trapped. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt like I was a slave to it, mm-hmm. and I felt like I, I felt like I had reached the pinnacle, and the pinnacle wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I wasn't I wasn't making enough money to to go and spend a month in Europe or whatever. I wasn't making real money. Uh, and I felt like I had also, this was another thing behind it, was I felt like I had reached the pinnacle, and it wasn't, I felt like I had done all that I could. You in thought that. you were at the top. And, well, I was kind of at the top of what I was wanting to do. What, oh, what you were wanting to do. Yeah. You were still riding clean, making cheese, and getting your, right? What? You know that song? You know that song. I got to piss myself. I can't say dirty words on here. It's a Project Pat song. Getting his D sucked was the other thing. I got you. Yeah, I just, um I just wasn't happy with it. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I had anywhere else to go. And if I don't have anyone else, I, like, that's the reason why I know I'm never going to retire. Because the moment you I have no one else to go, I'm going to die. Right, yeah. And that's how a lot of people are. A lot yeah. of old, sickful people, they retire and die immediately. I need, to, I need to be pursuing something. I need to be going after something. I need a dream to change. You just got to be happy while you do it. That way, that's not what right. your pursuit is. Right. You got yeah. to be happy in the chase. Like happy with the chase. The true joy in life is in the chase. I yeah. remember I, I had taken some mushrooms. I had this conversation. I had, Not many, but I had taken a few. Just telling the truth. This is the story of what actually happened. And I was sitting in a group of people, and I remember there was a guy sitting next to me. I'm not going to use his name, but he's a friend of mine. And he does like 80 grand a month. And gross. Makes dollars or 80 grand a month? Uh-huh. Okay. And he travels. He was traveling the world. He was ha- he has his awesome life. He's doing this and that. And I remember I was sitting there next to him. What are you doing, Mo? Oh, I, I was sitting there next to him. And he was like, man. I told him how old I was like, I'm 30. He's like, man, I wish I was 30. And I looked at him. And I saw how much money he was making. And I saw how much he was doing. And I was like, bro, but when you were 30, you wished you were here. When you were 30, you daydreamed about being where you are now, where you're making all this money and you're traveling for months at a time and you're seeing the world and you're 40. 
you're 40 and you're seeing the world and doing everything you wished you could have done when you were 30. Right. So now that you're 40, you wish you were 30. And when you're 30, you wish you were 40. So you're spending your whole life in this cycle of chasing. And then when you get there, you're going to wish you were back here. Right. Yeah. When I, you- when I got to that point in my career where I was making all that money, I missed the days where I was grinding. I don't miss anything right now. Right now, I'm still looking to the future. That's a positive thing about me. But then when you get to the future, you're going to miss this. We're living, not if we're still doing this. We're living our glory. Yeah, but there's going to be something different about it right now. You know what I'm we're saying? We're living like, the glory no, days no, no, no. right now. What brother. I'm saying about it is, is, is as far as like my job and my life and blah, blah, blah. This isn't the pinnacle for me. The pinnacle is a long way off. The question is that when you get to the pinnacle, are you going to look back at this and miss it? And you will. It depends on what you mean by this. If you mean this. This. Not if we're still doing this. It's gonna be, it may be different, though. I'm just saying it could like, be different. Uh, if you reach uh, the pinnacle, though, it would be at a way larger scale. In order for it to be different, we would have had to fall out. This would just be our fucking job instead of what, you know. Yeah, but think about when you were talking the other day a while back. You were talking about you missed the good old days back on the back where it was like the Outback Shack 2.0. No, I miss our friends. I miss our fr- I miss the brotherhood of what we used to have. You and I still have the brotherhood. As long as we stay with our brotherhood, I'm good with that. But what I miss is our 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 core group of it was larger scale. Yeah, it is what it is though. I mean, we're still like us three. You know what's tough about men? As long as we're there, men have trouble replacing tribe members. Yeah, unlike women, for sure. That's a big thing for men. Men men are not meant so. Women are easier to replace tribe members because women have a biological proclivity to be able to do it because um, throughout most of human history, women had to be able to pivot when other tribes took their tribe over yeah. and become war brides. They were able to do that. Men, on the other hand, they died with the tribe. Yeah, I die with my tribe. If my tribe dies, I die too. And then we live in a world now where we're separated from our tribe. And then our tribe moves off and does other things, and we have to go find new tribal members. Well, men are not designed to do that. Men are not designed to find new tribe members. We're designed like, to die with our tribe like members. Like, I slowly find, like, new friends. It's not the same. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Not That's the like same. you and I both know, and I, I know you know, you've met some of the guys too, but these guys in the gym that we you've developed these friendships with and they, they leave, move. man, that's a burn that hurts, dude. It hurts bad. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, dog. The original group of friends, me, you, Joe Canyon, whatever, like back in the day, it – you are the only person, and Mo, you guys, are the only people that I would say have reached around that same level. And even then, it's just not the same. Like, mm-hmm. you you meet, you meet get these new friendships, and you like you have these dudes that are your ride or dies in your teens and 20s. It's and, just a change of relationship, though. And you, you get older, and it just kind of like, you're like, God. Like, and I think that one of the key factors that most men are not taught, most men don't know, that making more money may not make you happier, and that's the reason why I do this, and that's the reason why I'm trying to push and get into these YouTube channels and stuff. Is I is, and I could be wrong, but I believe that the ability and the skill of of bringing in new tribe members and making new friendships is really the key for men in terms of finding happiness because we don't feel we don't feel the same. Like the friendships that I had back then, the guys that rode or were ride or die, the guys that you know we got in fights with and went to bars with and, you know, went to town with. And, like, I mean, back in the day, I did everything with my homeboys. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. That was my brothers. Like, there there was no question in my mind that, like, we were family. And you get older and that falls apart. And you know what's man. so crazy is the, the group I had in high school, like, I was part of your group kind of, like, just right after high school, right? Yeah. Like, right after you graduated, right. I was in there. You hit it just right. But my group from when I was in school – I always felt like I was the first one out. Really? You know what I mean? Like, I was the first one they were going to be like, all right, we're done with you. Really? So you didn't feel like you were really so part I of the tribe? I didn't really feel like a part of it. Only person who made me feel a part of it was Drew. Like, me and Drew were friends. But, like, Drew, one of the guys that were in that little group was Drew's family member. You know what I mean? Like, it was distant, but it was his family member. So it, they were never going to kick Drew out. Yeah. But I always felt like I was just the one that they just used. See, I had a huge pack when I was younger, but I only had like three or four real right. friends. Yeah. I felt like I only had one real friend before I moved here. Yeah. That's what I was. You only, only I had, had a few one good, or two, three maybe that was just super close. But yeah. I was, I'm cool with that. If I've got three that are like 
my ride or dies, mm-hmm. no matter what, ride or die. I know they got my back. We're going to do whatever. You don't really need nothing else, right? I don't need it. Oh, wow. I thought I turned that off earlier. Dang. That scared uh, the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, surprised me, too. My oh fault. Oh, my God. We were almost an hour into this. Um, This one's going by quick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really has. But I think that finding that, finding that tribe, finding that, that unity, finding that those guys that you can be part of, as a guy, I feel like one of the most important things that I've been working on with myself, and I think that other men should too, is just letting go. Mm. Letting go of the – like I remember the other day, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I've been working my entire life to get back to where I was when I was 19, 20, 19, 18. Mm-hmm. Like I've been working my whole life that if I make enough money, then I can get my friends from them back. If I make enough money, then I can hire them to come on and work with me at the gym or work with me on the YouTube channel or whatever. And I really just had the realization the other day that that's never going to happen. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. It's never going to come back. Yeah. I'm never going to have those moments again. I've got to learn to move on. And like, you know, really what I thought the other day when we went out the first time Joe decided he was leaving? <laughs> what? Not the weekend after? Yeah. I thought we were going to hear from Canyon. You know, I really did. You seen Carol, and we yeah. seen. It was, I was wild like, to see his, his mom. I like figured we would. That broke my heart. Some I what? Seeing his mom out. I didn't know. I didn't that know her, me. but I, when, the way I saw y'all acting towards, I was like, man, surely we're bound to hear from him. Bro, that broke me. Yeah. I was just like, I know that he's gonna text us that next broke me. week. Real and talk, it never yeah, happened. That broke me. Yeah, that was awful. That hurt me bad. Like, cause I, I saw when I, I almost took it as a sign. Like when I when when I didn't hear from him and I saw her and I. Like, I want those times back so bad. And really, that was like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top of the Sunday of like, okay, it's never coming back. Not coming back. Like, you've got to reinvent it with new people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got to have it again with new people. You got to find new people. Like find you're not, a new tribe. Yeah. yeah. Go go establish a new tribe because you're not going to get the old, the old heads back. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like if I worked hard enough, and this is embarrassing to say on a podcast, that's thousands of people are probably going to watch. I always felt like if I worked hard enough, and I God dog, oh, turn your God, phone off, I man. <laughs> Just call back. And Mike's Does got she you not know what you're doing? I don't know. It must be fucking important. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> gotta be to have a nuclear assault alarm. We're on the podcast, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, but it broke me, and I remember yeah. I was sitting there, and like I just had that realization of just like you know, like I, all right, so like most of my life. I always thought that if I worked hard enough and became successful enough, me and my friends didn't have to fall out like my parents told me mm-hmm. them and their friends did. I was like, yeah, you say that, but I'm going to go create something that's big create enough. a different path, yeah. That is going to be different than everybody else. It's gonna, it's, I'm going to be able to keep my tribe. Like if I work hard enough, me and my tribe will stay together. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I kill myself hard enough and I, and I do the things this way and it didn't happen. But now my dream is, okay, I'm going to let go of that. I, and it's really, really hard for me because it kind of it set the tone. Like a lot of the things that I did was so my friends could quit and not have to get in, be in the rat race, and we could keep being friends and you know build something together. And I got to this particular age where I was just recently where I was just like it's never coming back, and now I've yeah. got to create this new path. But I truly believe I can do it. It's just gonna have to be with new people. Mm-hmm. Like it's I truly a tough believe, pill to swallow, man. It really, really, honestly, yeah. it was the hardest pill that I've ever had to swallow. Yep. Of of you know people dying and losing people and relationships and women and whatever, the hardest pill that I've ever had to swallow was the one that my friends aren't coming back. Mm-hmm. Don't do it with me and my wife for God's sakes. Don't put them in your tribe. What you and your wife? <laughs> no, don't do that. You're already in my tribe. Lord have mercy. Did you oh, turn that nuclear alarm off? I did turn it off. Jesus scared Christ, the hell out of me. Am I okay? I mean, I guess it's a good thing checking on me, but she just got my text just now. Uh, Are you okay? She knows where you're at. Yeah. Maybe she thought maybe y'all were beating the hell out of me in here or it's something. A valid concern. I mean, hey, it is, but we have gloves and occasions. I mean, if you're willing to go again, <laughs> I will show her that I'm a man now. I mean, a boy again. Man, you me tell you something I miss? What? Them working man wars. Man, I do too. I'm trying, dude. I'm working on it. But do you guys know anybody who works somewhere who has? I thought you had the whole lineup. Bro, I that was I the mean, reason I, I, did I didn't want to like go too times. deep into it. That was the that was the issue I thought we were going to run into eventually. Eventually, you're going to run out of fighters. I did, but I mean, I figured more people would be inclined to be like, "Hey, that's cool." 
as someone who got his start running a backyard fight club, motherfuckers ain't trying to fight. Nah, I thought you just reasoned them up. I thought you was like, bro, I've been in it. I've still been in there trying to get it, and I may have one or two left in me, but it just is not going to be a full ass, full on like when I come, you're gonna feel this. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why I was really, really because as a promoter, we can't get bling bling on here. You know what I'm saying? Right, and and. Mm. I didn't want to lose my promoter's license to something that, like, I didn't feel was going to go that far. I didn't and and I, 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 we had this talk before where I was like, I, I mean, I we got you, it was fun though. We got one was, bloody nose, a crab walk, and then a guy the passed out walk. almost. I mean, it, it was, was fun. fun. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel, go to watch uh, the Mississippi Superman show, <laughs> the vlog, and we've got a couple fights on there. Yeah, y'all got to check out the are. crab walk, man. It's some good stuff. Golly. I mean, it was fun, and I may can get a few more in here. I'll be honest, I do think though, I do videos. think though, we've got to up the level that we're bringing to the place to the to the vlog. What we're bringing bring the plate on the vlog. I think the vlog needs something if we're gonna really do it on YouTube. I mean, do we need to start like a, a weekly like hangout? A content. We got to do something for content. I mean, yeah. hanging out will get us a content. We just got to be present. Depending on what you want to do. I mean, we need to. I don't think that's true. I disagree with you on that. Really? I don't think hanging out alone is going to give us content. I think I'm not saying like sitting compete. in a chair. I'm saying to going compete. and doing stuff. Yeah, but other, I mean, what are we going to go do? You got to plan what we're going to go do. Oh, we can go to Top Golf. We can go go kart racing. We can go blah blah blah. Right. blah Somebody's got to plan it. Something where we're competing. Out, that's still a. Yeah, I mean, I'm loosely based saying competing, but what I mean, hanging out. What I mean, hanging out, like we can go do stuff together. Bowling, oh, stuff to do. Laser tag. Right, but y'all got to be off work and be able to go do those things. Yeah, Wes. We're going to get there, bro. Tyler. We're going to get there. I'm off at nighttime if I'm here. If you're here. And then you got to talk your wife into letting you go and or coming too. Have to come. She didn't come bowling. I mean, roller skating. But facts. You got to be able to go. Uh, I can go. Can you? Yeah, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's make it like where it's scheduled. If it's a scheduled thing, then I can do whatever the flip I want to. I'm just not good with saying, "Hey." I just think if we're gonna keep doing the vlog, if I'm gonna keep playing to get this vlog done, we need to we need to up the level Is of it content worth that's on it. The and time not, and effort. I think that if we do. We go out and create the content. It is okay. Well, if I mean, not, if we're not going to do that, then no. I don't think that the I don't think the last couple of vlogs. I mean, I rarely hear anything about vlogging. Well, because I'm I have enough trouble just getting you in here for this. That's not true. It is true. One hundred. I missed many, two weeks out of town. Dog. You missed every episode this month. That's the last two weeks out of town. Well, there bro. you go. I mean, yeah, but we've already talked about having extra podcasters in here and whatnot. Right. I mean, so what's that's what the I'm saying. But then the vlog is le- leads to an extra level of commitment from you. Well, then I, well you can Facetime me on the vlog. That's <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> like I said, how often do I leave town nowadays? I mean, you're, you're every weekend, every so week, far. every week is, uh, uh, until this one in December. What do you mean? You this is the first uh, December podcast you've been on. There's only been three weeks in December. That's only four weeks in December. Period. Uh, yeah, you but, missed all of them. Yeah, but this how one. many episodes have I missed this year? Thirty-five. Let's let's like take that into consideration. I mean, you know, it's missed not few. that many. You missed a few. You missed a few, and then and then now adding another level of responsibility on top of that is going to mean more. But it don't always have to be the weekend. We can it do the does. shit during the it week. Does. I can't. Why? Because I had teach class at night during the week. So let's go to the pony afterwards. No, we can't shoot video in the pony. I'm just I'm kidding. Not go in the pony anyway. I'm just kidding. No one knows what you the know, pony we, is. We it's talked the, about it a while back. We might start doing some of these Wednesdays live. Since I'm, off I would the week. really like to start. My my long term view is Monday, Wednesday, Friday live or put our episodes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever, maybe every day. And then weekends be vlog content where we do something fun, but it's going to be hard for us to get there until this is y'all's gig. Until we get to the point that our income matches. Right now, I think I could do every other Wednesday, possibly, to do a live. The way my schedule is now. Morning, early afternoon. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. We can talk about it. I mean, we could do the... No, that's stupid. We're just really having like a meeting. I'm really thinking right about how stupid it would be to do it pre <laughs> six o'clock. It's like nobody's gonna watch that shit. You think? Live. Yeah. Pre recorded. For sure, dude. Yeah, you gotta think we got the other day o'clock. we had somebody said they was watching from Spain. That's yeah. ten o'clock. We have, people, there. we have people all over the country. Really? Yeah. Well we're starting at four on Saturday with people from all I mean, over. Maybe we should uh commit to doing it earlier than when all of us go to work. What you mean? Commit to getting up earlier and starting this at a certain time during the week and it's early. 
Like early in the morning, what time? I don't know. Like before six a.m. No. Oh, we're not going to create See? content. See, like that's what I'm saying. You've had too many of those. Yeah, probably. of course we're not going to do it before six. Right I thought you meant it's before six p.m. Hell no. Six p.m. I'm not getting up and shooting a vlog at five o'clock in the morning. Oh, grumpy ass. This, we call it Gremlins of the Grumpy yeah, or something. That ain't happening. <laughs> I understand, but I'm just saying. I mean, you got to find some time to do the shit. You know. That's true. I mean, more recorded. The cool thing about recorded content is, you though, can do is earlier. we put the recorded content out there, and then it's out there. When we go live, it's recorded. Right. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I'm just going to wrap it up real abruptly here because I don't really have an outro. I don't really have, like, a topic that I want to end on. Uh, I do appreciate you guys watching this episode of the Man Up Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Make sure to go follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however you get your podcasts. Also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and of course on YouTube, all under the Mississippi Superman Show banner. Here's an outro. Learn this handshake. And if you're watching that live on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you got to go to YouTube to watch that on the Mississippi Superman Show podcast. It's been the Man Up Podcast. We'll see y'all on the next episode.